five nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa. Hanging out with Justice Mukeli, South African film director, working in both commercial and long-form films. Alongside directing, he's a multidisciplinarian artist working in fine art, photography and painting. And he is our guest tonight for Fine Art and Dine. Hey, Justa, welcome to Five Nights. How are you doing this evening, my brother? No, man, I'm good. I'm not as uh, yeah, don't, energetic as you, but I'm good. Don't, don't, don't do me. Do you, <laughs> bro? Yeah, I can't, I can't match your energy, but I'm there with you, <laughs> bro. Your, your energy comes through your work, bro. Your, you. your work speaks you. volumes, bro. In fact, your work is so next level. You could just sit there, keep quiet, and everybody will be looking, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, oh, man. I'm glad that's a description of it. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for those who don't know, Justice McKelly is a South African film director working in both commercial and long-term, uh, long-form films. Alongside directing, he's a multidisciplinarian artist working in fine art, photography, and painting. This man's got taste. When we talk about <laughs> threads, this man's got taste. When we talk about places to go and eat, this man's got taste. When we talk about traveling the country... Oh, Traveling the world, this man's got taste. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to talk about your journey, bro. I'm so hyped up to have yeah, you. Man. I've known you, I've known you, I think, since um, 2012. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, and I got, I got the privilege to work with you a little bit uh, around yeah. 2016. And ever since we have formed this bond, you and I, we don't talk, yeah. but we get each other. Now, yeah, my completely. first... My first question is, do you have superpowers, Justice? <laughs> well, the answer is we all do. Mm-hmm. It's how we find our way to tapping into them by being present, by being intentional, by being mindful mm-hmm. and conscious of our own power, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm talking. Where did where did you where, when when did that moment click for you that in order to be a wholesome human being, those are some of the things that one has to live by. Yeah, I mean, they they've always been there. Mm-hmm. I think the click happened uh, 2018, 19. Mm-hmm. But I've always carried it with me. Mm-hmm. But you know, when we lead our lives not present and intentional, we are unaware of the power of that. So as soon as you realize it, the power of it manifests in us and you are more in control of, you know, all of what you are and partly your destiny also. I was was chatting to Slicker last night and these conversations are going in the history books and he said something about destiny and he's like, you can't mess with that, bro. And you could swear... (laughs) In, in in like from a like w- w- your answer to my question and his answer are the same yet they are so different but if you play them back to back it's the same thing bro so i think you guys are such an inspiration bro so thank you so much now do do you remember ever in your life not being an artist or creative not being mm, not being an artist no. or creative <laughs> Never. I mean, yeah, the only time I think I wasn't an artist was before seven years old. Mm. But those years, uh, 
you know, where one is still trying to be present and conscious as a child. So as soon as I got a sense of myself, I knew art was a huge part of my life. Mm, mm, and mm. I led my life with it. Oh man, that's so beautiful. And it has led you to many a worlds, many a countries. Um, yeah, and just many a worlds within our world. Tell me more because... You know, inside of me. Yeah, <laughs> tell me more because you see I, it different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, through art, I was able to find parts of me I never thought existed. Mm. You know, when I was younger, in my younger teen years, I was what's called rowdy, F-boy, all those things that, you know, we frown upon. Mm. And my art led my journey to me finding uh, a side of me that is more me than I've ever been, especially from when I was younger, which is a lot more peaceful, grounded, calm, present, and all the beautiful uh, parts of me, you know? So, and that's what art did to me. Art was the path that led me to my beautiful partner. Uh, art was the path that led me to the beautiful careers I've got and uh, relationships and friendships I've got like yourself. Mm, mm. So that's, that's what art did, you know, it has a way of connecting us and bringing like-minded people um, together and bringing people with the same purpose together, whether it be it for a specific time or, you know, so yeah, that's what art has done for me. I really love that, bro. Now, one would say from looking outside in, like anything you touch, anything Justice Mukeli touches turns into platinum or gold. <laughs> what do you attribute that to? Is it your talent or your work ethic or a little bit of both? Yeah, it's definitely a concoction mm-hmm. of all those things. Everything I touch doesn't turn to gold. I think what turns it to gold is uh, tenacity, um, perseverance, um just blindly believing and putting it work putting in work and working out the type of work i need to put in to shift from where i am mm-hmm. to where i need whatever i'm touching to get to so yeah i think it's putting in the hours and yeah silencing the noise because we are human you know when you start something you haven't done or figured out it's easy for our brain to tell us Nah, you don't need to get into that. You're already directing and that's what's working out for you. It's beautiful. You don't need to pick up a new skill. You don't need to learn how to paint. You don't need to learn fashion. You don't need to learn music, you know, because when we are older, we tell ourselves, I think through societies that bring us up and through learning from others that we can't learn now that we are older. You'd rather run with the things you were doing when we were young. And that's a lie. Mm. I think we are able to learn whatever we need to learn. We are able to touch whatever we touch and turn it to gold through hard work, dedication, perseverance, and most importantly, understanding what you are doing so that you understand how to shift it from where it is mm. to where you want it to be. Mm. Now, the beautiful thing about your journey is you found a way to monetize your talent earlier on. Now, I want to talk about yeah. your journey of monetizing your talent, meet your journey of yes. monetizing your purpose, and how those two worlds yes. are married or connected yes. somehow. What, what, has, what has it been like for you? 
Yeah, I love that, man. That's a beautiful question. Bro, I, I told you I'm prepared that. for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear. <laughs> um, I think monetizing my talent was, it started, that journey started when I was younger. I worked in a shoe shop. Mm. And I couldn't finish uh, high school or get into tertiary. So when I left high school, I went to work in a shoe shop in Maponya Mall mm. called Camper. And I was selling shoes there. And those shoes are so cool. And they designer shoes. And I was lucky I was there because they're quite creative shoes. So they spoke to my interests. Mm. And working there, I knew that, okay, I need to spend some time here building up money that will afford me uh the time to to figure out what i, I need to get into which was design at the time mm. then i did that then i shifted from that shoe shop to a call center then from a call center i was work i was building my portfolio mm -hmm. then i got into advertising which was a huge stepping stone because advertising introduced me to photography it introduced me to illustration it introduced me to advertising and understanding how film works from an advertising point of view which later introduced me to being a director and uh, a photographer for you know fine art mm. and whilst i was figuring those things out i got into fine art photography doing i see a different you with my brothers and immediately I found, I saw the importance of storytelling and how we are able to shift perceptions through these stories we capture in photography. And that light bulb moment was so incredible because I was now, I now realized that my interest as a hobby can change someone's life. It can change my own life mm. while I, you know, create these stories and capture a moment and capture our history and our heritage and shift these perceptions about this beautiful country and our beautiful people and 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 take control of the narrative as a people. So that's when I'm my 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 career and purpose met. Oh yes. And through that I was able to understand how to bring my purpose and my career together. So when I work as a film director and I get a brief, regardless of what that brief is, I always instinctively ask myself, where am I in the story? And if I can find myself in that story or in that communication, I'm able to breathe my purpose into that. And my purpose mainly is to shift perceptions. Oh, you know, it's to tell that other side of the story that either even if we are selling camphor cream i want to do it in a way that when you see yourself in those characters that are in that film you appreciate yourself more or you love your skin more or you there's dignity in how you look at yourself now you know and shifting that perception is such a key thing in the work i do you know telling stories with hope, with love, with pride, and dismantling the narrative of not loving ourselves as a people is so integral to what I do, you know. Oh, it's so, so yeah, that's man. that's how the my work and my purpose met and I'm still on a journey of breathing my purpose in all the work I do. I just got goosebumps from that answer. 
you were prepared for that question. My word. So, so Justa, um, you know, I've read, I've read and heard many uh, um, parts of the world saying it's important for one to have a routine um, in yes. order for them to get their dreams out. What is your routine on a normal day? Because yes. I understand you are somewhere in the world uh, putting in some work. Yes. I will not divulge that information. Um, <laughs> but like, what, what is your routine from when you wake up all the way till you sleep? What, what does a normal day look like? Or if there's such a so, thing as a normal day? Uh, yeah, I mean, my days are definitely a routine. I think, you know what, I, to be honest, I, I'll speak for myself because I don't, I haven't engaged this answer or the answer to this question in depth to give you a an answer that I want it to speak to mm. everyone, not to be a general answer. I'll speak to what works for me and my point of view on work. Mm. So my un, my routine personally, what works for me is I really don't have an off day. I'm always working. So because I love what I do so much, I can't even say it's work, right? Because um, I work as a filmmaker, so at the moment we are pitching on a project. So nine to five, I give all that time to my film directing uh, uh, career. Mm -hmm. And after five, to relax, I'm painting. Mm and the paintings i create go into exhibitions or some of them get bought so a lot of people will ask me when do you take time off when do you relax when do you find the time but what works for me is all my interests are things that uh, look like they are my career but they are my, my hobby i just found a way to make them work for me as a career yeah. like directing it's a hobby i love it's an it's a it's my most favorite artistic medium because I'm able to bring my my skill set as a painter, my skill set as a storyteller, my skill set as a photographer, my skill set as a musician, my mm. skill set as a writer. You know, um, then you know because I'm a, a writer, a painter, I draw, I sculpt. When I'm done with my career, which is a hobby. I'm going to sculpt, I'm going to paint, I'm going to make music, I'm going to write something, you know, I'm going to make photographs. So that's my routine. I wake up every morning at like five, I go exercise. From that, I have breakfast with my partner, then I go to the studio. I, I'm, I'm either working on a treatment as a director, or I'm painting, or I'm sculpting, or I'm figuring out a music thing. You know, um, that's my routine, that's my everyday. Man. And it works for me, and I enjoy it. Man, you know, we, we, <laughs> we, are, we are part of great history right now, and the beautiful thing is we are documenting it. So nobody can say, like, uh, you, you, you. Guys, you guys did not do anything for the babies. <laughs> 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 Bro, I'm going to get straight into it. Collaborations, um, I, I know this. If you want to go far, you got to walk with a team, with a tribe. Now... Yeah. What has been the biggest lesson you have learned from collaboration about yourself and what your work means to you? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. I think in part one, I spoke about mindfulness, intention, mm -hmm. uh, being present. And I, I, I didn't 
I didn't add uh, the uh, kindness mm. and leading with love. So, so collaboration is all about that. It taught me to be selfless. It taught me to look beyond myself. Mm. It taught me the importance in compromise. Um, it taught me to be mindful and present. And the, those two things are so important because when you are mindful, you understand how your presence affects others. Even in something as simple as we are a team with um, a shared goal, mm. for us to move forward, we need to be in sync. Mm. There needs to be synergy. There needs to be, and for that to happen, we need to be mindful of each other because I'm a different type of person with my own point of views. And that comes with thinking that for us to move forward, we need to move forward in a way that works for me. But in a team, it doesn't work that way. You know, a way to move forward means that you compromise to accommodate um, what serves the group best, mm. you know. And fortunately, my life has always been collaboration because I was born with a twin. My mm-hmm. twin is my best friend. And I've moved with him all my life. And it taught me a lot. But bringing in different dynamics into our circle taught me to look at other dynamics in collaboration. And it helps so much because the world is made of many people. And for us to move forward, we need support. We yeah. need other people. So, yeah. And that's it. That's... So, that's... Yeah, that's it, man. I love that. Uh, now I want to talk about, you know, in part one, you also touched on uh, your education background, um, like yes. literally touched on it. We didn't speak about it. But yes. this question, yeah, yeah. this question, it's part of the collaboration yeah. questions. In the business yes. world, you know, the money world, yes. the commercial space, in your yes. experience, how was formal education versus street education view because one thing about you you've never hidden it from anybody that like yeah school was not my strong point and yet you worked with like learned people from everywhere in the world right and yeah Yeah. so i'm interested to 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 know in your experience what what has been the conversations especially the business world formal education versus street education when they engage you yeah so that's a beautiful question and thanks for the opportunity to unpack this one because it means so much to me Mm. um my education was limited because of my dyslexia and the type of schools i went to Mm. they never understood my limitations so to the school i was dumb Mm. and i was in matric at 21 and i had my 21st birthday at the tuck shop which was cool <laughs> but you know the teachers labeled us yeah you're stupid you're gonna have wash cars and all that but mainly because the schools didn't understand our limitations it's not because we were dumb it's because our way of learning was different right um then fortunately when i got out of school um I found mentorship and mentorship has always been key in my life. And I'm fortunate that I've always had it through my younger years. And mentorship was what moved me from point A to point B and point B being getting formal employment. Mm. 
Mm. Right. And when I was in formal employment, it became apparent to me the importance of formal education uh, because the limitations of not having the basics that the school were teaching made my journey a lot harder. I just have thick skin. That's mm. why I'm still here, mm. you know. So things like when I worked in advertising, we had to write scripts. There's a lot of communication in form of writing, in form of emails, in form of breaking down your thoughts, your ideas and all of that. And without those basics, that simple task was 10 times harder for me than a normal person. Mm. So, but what I got from the streets was you know, being able to read the room, you know, having lived experiences when it comes to, um, you know, maybe briefs that need to speak to a certain demographic. I am that demographic, you know, I am the people. So I understood that. But communicating my ideas was tough because mm. the school basic, I didn't have it. Then I had to upscale myself with my twin brother and we learned from kids books from scratch and we put in the work like from R-A-E-O-U, mm, you know to mm. get it right so that you know our articulation our comprehension our spelling is good enough to communicate because you know in the careers we are in or whatever career in being, being a photographer or whatever you need to understand your tools so that you can express yourself. So in my career as a film director or a creative, um, there's a huge part of the process, which is communication, which is writing, mm. you know, which is reading, which is presenting, you know, and that needs a basic of reading and writing, which I didn't, I wasn't strong at, and I had to upscale myself with my brother on that. I, I've got dyslexia, I went for therapy, to help with that, you know. So, yes, the streets are great, but you need to understand the tools so that you express yourself. So the streets, I can say, you know, the streets are all the ideas, are all the cool things, you know. But without the education, for me, I see it as a way to understand your tools so that you are equipped enough to express yourself and be heard the right way. So yeah, that's that's my answer to that. Oh man, I really love that. And and uh, you correct me if I if I if I if I get it twisted. So so yeah. the the streets is the the ideas, the concepts. Yes. And 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 yes. that street education and formal education, it brings organization and comprehension. Yes. And once you have that. Yes. We we going for uh, the millions, like, bro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like you know, I I think of when I grew up in the in the township. We used to huddle around a fire, and there'd be a guy telling like these incredible stories. And the way he told them, like you could see it, bro. It's a film, you know. It could yeah. be a Martin Scorsese film, but he's so amazing at that street talent. But he, but he doesn't have the tools to bring all that and translate it into a medium which is film do you get what i mean ah, bro so, i so got you bro i got you bro that's what school does and i have a huge respect for school i would never in any moment or day 
say you don't need education because that's a lie. When people look at me and my journey, they say, yeah, people can make it without my education. Guys, I can barely make it. I am, you know, it's hard when it's not supposed to be. So education is important, you know. Imagine if I had all those basics. I wouldn't be bruh. where I am. I'd be further. Bruh. You know? Bruh. Yeah. Justice, I got two minutes to spare. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to talk, sure. talk about what the future holds for you and any parting words. Like I say, I got two minutes. That's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the future is already looking beautiful. I'm working with an incredible production company called uh, Romance Films. Uh, Oh, shout out to Romance. Shout out to Romance, yo. Romance Films, I see you. Shout out. Yeah. (laughs) So Romance Films has been a great part of my future and the future to come and i'm painting i'm doing my fine art photography so i'm participating a lot in the fine art space um i've got an exhibition coming up in greece uh, on the 6th um i joined an international production company based in la as a director called domo so yeah that is the future for now oh man i need to get the horns man come on come on (laughs) what Oh, bro, thank you so much for this beautiful interview, bro. Like, I wish we had more thank time you, because like, there's, so many, there's so, so many things for us to unpack. But because we have this, next time yeah. we'll be sitting in, yes. a, in, a, in a fine dining restaurant, one of your recommendations, yes, and we'll do this, yes. do this thing again. Okay. Yes, with, it, with, it will, the restaurant is called Even After All. That's where we're going. You see what I mean? So we gonna make it happen. And plus, it's down the road from here. We'll, I'll speak to my bosses to make it work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I appreciate yes, you. Let's do it. Thank you so much for the inspiration. You too. Thank you so much thank for you. the art, and most importantly, thank you so much for being the light, bro. No, thank you. Appreciate it. One time. Appreciate it. One time. That is Justice Mukherjee, ladies and gentlemen. What a beautiful interview. I hope you got something out of that. A South African film director working on both commercial and long-form films alongside directing. He's a multidisciplinarian artist working in fine art, photography, and painting. You heard from the man what the future looks like. Smash Africa on five nights. 7 to 10 p.m.